Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to CBS News Roundup ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Sally swamps Gulf Coast. The worst of Sally is being felt right here, right now. President's new take on the pandemic. I didn't downplay it. In many ways, I upplayed it in terms of action. Early warnings about the 737 MAX. Test pilots raised concerns years before it entered passenger service. Good morning, I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. Hurricane Sally crashed ashore this morning near Gulf Shores, Alabama. It gained strength in the hours before landfall and forecasters are warning of historic flooding. Our CBS News team coverage begins with correspondent David Begno in Pensacola Beach, Florida. Hurricane Sally lashing the Gulf Coast with heavy rain and roaring winds as strong as 105 miles per hour. Sally strengthened into a Category 2 storm overnight on the slow-moving approach at just 2 miles per hour after nearly hovering over the Gulf Coast. CBS's Manuel Bojarquez is in Mobile, Alabama, where the storm surge is a big concern. It is hard to just stand here right now. And this is the type of high wind that is certain to leave devastation across parts of Alabama. But with this storm, it's not just the wind, as we have been talking about. It's the potential storm surge projected to be up to seven feet. The city administrator in Orange Beach, Alabama, Ken Grimes, tells us a lot of calls for help are coming in. You're talking three to four feet of water. You cannot see where the roads are. A lot of the mailboxes are gone on the street. CBS News meteorologist David Parkinson. The winds actually maintain near hurricane force strength well into the lunchtime hour as the storm is moving so slowly even though the storm has made its landfall it's not going to be all that far inland it's maybe going to be at i-10 by noon and the national hurricane center says teddy has intensified into a 100 mile an hour hurricane and could become a catastrophic category four it's now east of the lesser antilles computer models indicate it's not likely to be a threat to the u.s Well, in the West, more than 100 wildfires are burning, causing death and destruction and dangerous air quality. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti is in Talent, Oregon, a town wiped out by fire. More than a week after violent, wind-driven wildfires rip through southeastern Oregon, loved ones are holding out hope. If anybody could survive this, he kid. Scott Fogarty hasn't heard from his friend, George Atia, since flames destroyed his house and shop in the remote forest town of Lyons. Both of his trucks were still there, which indicates that he did not get in his car and flee. Atia is one of more than a dozen people search crews have been looking for. A mobile morgue has been set up in order to handle the difficult task of identifying remains. President Trump faced what were described as undecided voters last night in an ABC News town hall. 
CBS's Ouija Jang says it gave him a chance to reframe his response to the coronavirus pandemic. Why did you throw vulnerable people like me under the bus? Voter after voter pressed President Trump about his handling of the pandemic. Why don't you support a mandate for national mask wearing? Each time the president defended himself and deflected blame. Why would you downplay a pandemic? Well, I didn't downplay it. I actually, in many ways, I upplayed it in terms of action. Not only has Mr. Trump admitted on tape to downplaying COVID-19, for months he pushed messaging contrary to the science, even but repeating again last night that the virus is going to disappear. Sure. Over a period of time, sure, with time, it goes many away. deaths. You'll develop herd, like a herd mentality. President Trump was asked what he would do to address the fact that black people in the United States are more than three times more likely to be killed by a police officer than white people. If you look at our police, they do a phenomenal job. But most of the president's answers defended law enforcement. We have to give the the police, the respect that they deserve. Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden campaigned yesterday in Florida, making a pitch for the Latino vote. 24 out of every 100 kids in school today speak Spanish. The idea we are not going to encourage and build and invest in is just mind-blowingly stupid. Former candidate Michael Bloomberg is pledging to spend $100 million to help Biden win Florida. Newly released emails indicate police commanders in Rochester, New York, urged city leaders to hold off on releasing body cam footage of Daniel Prude's suffocation death, fearing a violent backlash. Prude's family was pressing for the release of the March encounter back in June. The video emerged earlier this month, touching off protests, officer suspensions, and an overhaul of police leadership. Well, a congressional panel's report on the grounded 737 MAX jetliner criticizes Boeing and indicates there were deep concerns long ago. Transportation correspondent Chris Van Cleve. Boeing engineers and test pilots raised concerns about the flight control system at the center of both 737 MAX crashes years before it entered passenger service. That, according to a scathing 246-page report by the House Transportation Committee. It heavily criticized Boeing and the FAA for the development and certification of the airplane. Israel's military hit Hamas militant sites in the Gaza Strip to follow up on rocket fire toward Israel hours earlier. The exchanges follow Israel's signing of diplomatic agreements with Bahrain and the UAE at the White House. In Japan, the parliament has elected Yoshihide Suga as the country's new prime minister. Well, 400 years ago today, a group of Puritans set off from England for a new life in America on the Mayflower. Commemorative concerts, plays, and presentations. The city of Plymouth, England, spent years planning for this 400th anniversary. But like the pilgrims who faced adversity on their historic voyage to the New World, the organizers have had to grapple with COVID-19. An online concert and documentary will air later today, but many of the commemorative events and exhibitions have been pushed back into next spring and summer in the hope that travel restrictions will have eased enough to tempt some of the Pilgrims' 30 million living descendants to see where that voyage began. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. A high-tech vessel to be captained with artificial intelligence and no people on board will trace the Mayflower's path to the U.S. A late-night TV tradition is getting set to return in some untraditional times. The gang will all be there. It's Saturday Night Live. SNL says the entire cast will return for season 46 on October 3rd. That includes Kate McKinnon, Cecily Strong, Keenan Thompson, and Pete Davidson, who said he was debating a comeback. 
NBC says the show will originate from Rockefeller Center Studio 8H, but there will be no live audience. Cast and crew will be tested weekly for the coronavirus and practice social distancing. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. In Crosby, North Dakota, farmer Lane Unjum had a heart attack when his combine caught fire. His neighbors found out and dozens of them rallied to harvest his entire crop of durum wheat and canola with their own equipment. A thousand acres of crops in seven hours. That's the Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. If you like CBS News Roundup, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com slash survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.